Welcome to episode five of the Self-Care 101 podcast, where we talk about work-life balance, mental health, and mindset. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, we're going to talk about the elusive work-life balance. So can you really achieve work-life balance? Short answer, no. (laughs) And the long answer, well, I'm going to get into it right now. So how can you really achieve a level of work-life balance? Because honestly, we can't have a work-life balance in simple maths. It can't be 50% work and 50% home because we're always on, right? We're in a society where we're always on. And you've probably Googled how to define a work-life balance for yourself a number of times. And you're still not doing it because there's probably a lot of overwhelm in lots of lists telling you what to do. So as a coach, I feel like I should help you out and let you see that you can create some level of balance in your life, but that it's a dynamic balance. So it's never fixed. It's never in a constant state. You're just almost in a constant state of juggling your work and life. And trying to attain this level of balance is probably actually what makes it much more stressful and less attainable. Whereas if you look at it as something that's fluid, that work-life balance is actually something that's fluid and will always have its ups and downs around and around, you're more likely to achieve something that makes you feel content with your work and life. Let's firstly look at the maths. There are 24 hours in a day. Now, six to eight of those you spend sleeping, okay? And the rest, you are at work. You're going to any trendy wellness activity to find peace. You're checking emails. You're sending WhatsApp messages. You're sliding into someone's DMs. You're posting your fabulous life on social media. You're avoiding phone calls from your boss. You're watching Netflix whilst doing all the above. You're eating overpriced, healthy meals. You're trying to be fabulous in the kitchen with a food subscription. You're swiping left whilst watching Netflix. You're too tired for sex. You're too tired to meet a mate, even though you both need it. You're worrying about your looks because Instagram has got you all insecure. You're downloading meditation apps and trying to zen out while still being connected. You're trying to feed, bath, entertain your kids, but you're too knackered, so pepper pigs on repeat. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) You're watching inspirational videos by Insta-fabulous people, living your best life gurus. You're comparing yourself to everyone. You're reading blogs and articles that confirm you're close to a nervous breakdown, but you keep doing all of the above anyway. You're trying to love yourself, but you can't quite get your head around it. So you have a bath and eat an avocado. You're dreading going to sleep because then you'll wake up and go to a job that doesn't let you have a work-life balance. And you're denying yourself joy because of all of this, that and the other. Now, I've probably left out a bunch of things that you do with the other 16 to 18 hours. If we just look at those numbers, there are still 16 to 18 hours in your day. Now, you don't need to fill every single moment with an activity, and you certainly shouldn't be filling lots of your time with social media or mindless browsing. Connecting with people is the best, most effective way to create some level of work-life balance. Relationships are at the core of us being human. Remember, we're human, we're not robots. Technology, whilst great, I mean, look at this, I couldn't do a podcast without technology. 
It's also got us all working and consuming information as if we're the next hybrid of artificial intelligence. Spoiler alert, I reckon we're still a good few generations away from this reality. So let's work with now. You're not going to be a robot in your lifetime. You are a red-blooded human being with the same human needs you had before the internet and mobile phones. You're in charge of your life, you are the one in control, and you make your choices. If you don't feel like you're in control of your life, you can A, stay where you are and stop complaining and trying to seek answers when you're not willing to take control back, or B, you could start living. (laughs) Here are a few tips. Because I know it sounds a lot easier said than done. So I wanted to give you some tips that you can try and implement for yourself. Work. You get a contract. Now in that contract are the hours you are contracted to work. Work the contracted hours whilst you're in the office. If you need to do a little bit more, don't do it in the office. Even if you just go to a coffee shop nearby, leave the office on time. Being in an environment that will help you get the work done quicker and you can unwind a little at the same time. So that's being in a different environment will help you do that. Now, this is using technology to your advantage. And please, please remember that if you're on a salary, whatever extra time you give to your company, you will not get that back. Let me repeat that for you. You will not get that time back or money or be valued for it. You need to understand this and you need to start preventing burnout. Take it from me, who a mere six years ago was ready to leave this world for the very same thing. Take control back. They can't fire you for it. They can't fire you for it. And if you do actually do your job, they really can't fire you for it. Schedule fun. Don't just schedule meetings, schedule fun regularly. I'm talking about meeting up with your favourite people, doing your favourite things. Don't just aimlessly fill your time with stuff. Do more soul smiling things, you know, the things that just fill you with joy, that laugh out loud time that you can have with those special people and you know who they are. Notifications, put them on a timer. I say this to every single client I work with, no matter what they're working towards. Don't consume anything external until you get paid to. Switch the notifications off at least two hours before bed and don't take your phone to bed with you. If you use it for your alarm, whilst it's not ideal, just make sure those notifications are off and don't do anything on your phone when you're in bed. If your work revolves around the internet, social media, etc., and you're complaining about not having work-life balance, then you need to decide if you have enough boundaries with your work. If you're looking at this during working hours, then there is no need to look afterwards. You need to create those boundaries and stick to them. These are Just a couple of broad examples. I know they won't apply to everyone, but it's important to remember when you ask yourself, can you really achieve work-life balance, that the choice, that choice really is up to you. To take this a little bit further, I'm going to give you some coaching questions. What do you want your life to look like? Do you want to work hours that accommodate your family and work and play without rushing from one thing to another? What do you want your life to look like? Think about that. Think about what you want your life to look like. And this is something I talk about. It's an activity where we work backwards. So you go to the outcome, what you want, and then you work backwards to try to make that happen. And you might have to make many adjustments to actually achieve that goal. But once you can actually define it, 
define it in detail, what you want it to look like. You want to finish work at a certain time. You want to do X, Y, and Z of a morning before you actually get into work. Or you want to reduce your commute to work. You want to be able to holiday with your children, or you want to holiday with your partner, or you want to have time to be able to find a partner without being exhausted or feeling like you have to do these things. What do you want your life to look like? The other thing I would ask you to do is what does being mindful mean to you? And how often do you do it? Now, being mindful, I'm not talking about mindfulness and doing an eight-week course and learning how to be quiet for a certain amount of time. I'm talking about being mindful about everything you do. So, for instance, something that my son and I do when we have dinner together is I ask him what his what the favorite part of his day was. And he'll share it with me and he'll ask me that same question and I'll answer it. And we start dinner like that. And just asking that question, just by creating that one question at dinner time, brings he and I together mindfully in that moment. It brings us right smack bang into the moment of what we're doing. And then we talk about the food we're eating. We talk about our days together. And it's a brilliant exchange and it's something that I have actually mindfully done because we weren't spending dinners together. So I had to change the time of day that I had dinner. And I know that sounds weird, but I did. I would usually eat when he went to bed, which is probably not healthy for me anyway when I'm trying to shift a few pounds. So actually by implementing this mindful dinner with him, having dinner with him at around 5, 5.30, he and I get to eat together. My body appreciates that because it digests more easily. And we get to spend conscious time together. And that brings me joy. So what does being mindful mean to you? And how often do you do it in all your situations, even at lunch time when you're at work? How mindful are you about work? Are you paying attention to the food that you're choosing to eat? Are you doing stuff with your hour? Are you actually taking that hour for yourself? Because it's yours. It is yours to take. I'd then go on to ask if you're grateful for what you have or are you always wanting more based on what others are doing? Are you grateful for what you have or are you always wanting more based on what others are doing? Most of us live pretty okay, right? And I'm stripping it back. We've got roofs over our heads. We've got jobs to go to, to earn money, to pay for things that we need. We get to eat. We have family. We have friends. We have partners. We tend to have actually everything. But are we grateful for what we have? Or are we in a constant state of wanting more? If you're in a constant state of wanting more, especially based on what others are doing, you're not appreciating where you are in life right now and what you have. And when you don't, that's when your life can feel a little bit off kilter. So that's where the imbalance comes into play. Are you proud of the life that you've created so far? Are you proud of the life that you've created so far? That's a heavy question. But ask yourself that question and write down the answers. Are you proud of it? What are you proud of? You might be proud of the work that you do. You might be proud of the partner you have. You might be proud of the things that you can do because you're single and you're free. And I'm a little bit envious, but I, I'm joking. You know, what are you proud of in your life? Have a look at it. Take stock. What's holding you back from living the life that you want? 
Do you even know what that looks like? So this is the big question. What is holding you back from creating this work-life balance? But I would reframe that question. I would reframe it to what's holding you back from living the life that you want. And do you even know what that looks like? Design it. Design your life. You can. It's yours. It's yours. And like I've said in other podcasts, you know, just relax, relax, chill out. It will all happen. But you've got to know what you're working towards. You can't just make a lofty statement, a broad statement out loud. Yes, I want work-life balance. But what does that mean? What does work-life balance mean to you? What do you need balance for? What are you trying to achieve? What do you want to do with your time? (laughs) Ask those questions. Here's a simple how. Start by putting yourself and your needs first. Now that could just be five minutes in the morning, five minutes before anybody else wakes up in the house. Put your needs first. Evaluate what work means to you. What does work mean to you? Evaluate how much time you want to spend with your family, friends. Evaluate how you might want to live the rest of your days. And then close your eyes and, oh, just imagine it. Imagine what it would look like. Imagine how you want to live the rest of your days. What are the sounds you hear, the smells, the textures? Really, really visualize this. How does that visual make you feel? And then start making it happen, okay? From your evaluations, you can then see what you want. You now need to decide how you're going to get there. It might mean, I don't know, moving home, changing jobs, leaving the country, going part-time, choosing flexible working, whatever it requires for both work and life. Decide what you need to do and then, very importantly, start making the changes happen. And keep it simple. Just choose one thing a week in both your work and your personal life and just start. Start. And then just keep doing something every single day that contributes to that picture and you will achieve it. Every small step you take, every time you take a step forward in every day that you are given, you are making that happen. You are making that work-life balance. You are making that ideal life. You're making that life that you want, you're making it happen by taking conscious steps every single day to move it forward. You don't need all the answers right now. You just need to start and you just need to start with the things that will bring you that joy that you so desperately want. Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at franklycoaching. Talk to you soon.